0: all right here we go episode four welcome in to the chicago brothers bear show numero quattro andre <laughs> how are you today?
1: good man just uh Kind of excited, you know. Now it's like we're getting close to crunch time here, right? The draft is approaching. There's all these NFL rumors. Like the this is like probably the big, heavy NFL scheduling and news cycle before actual draft. And then you know you get to you know preseason and stuff, and then you know training camps. But this is it. Like there's there's a lot of excitement around all of football football world. This, this
0: is what I call the uh, center of the rumor mill, right? There are rumors for everything. Scheduling there's... rumors, draft rumors, trade rumors, oh, yeah. guys, you know, having meltdowns. There's, there's
1: so much smoke, it's ridiculous. It's, you, it is, you don't know it what's going to
0: happen. and Chong coming out of the van levels of smoke in terms yeah. of what's going on with this. Um So real quickly, just to run down the actual news items, we do have a free agency signing someone returning who we did not think was going to return, but Nathan Peterman is re-signed with the Bears. Uh, I wholly think this is just someone who knows the system and can throw guys in camp and will end up being gone. But Nathan Peterman, the legend that is, back as your backup quarterback again. Oh. God help I, us.
1: Actually, I think this is not a – I mean, we, we don't know how temporary this is going to be, right? Because my guess is we can jettison Nate Peterman at any time. Um, but realistically, this is one less position that, that the Bears are going to have to look at in the draft. I, yeah. I think basically what they said is said. you know what? Instead of trying to draft a quarterback and using a pick in the draft, let's just grab this – let's just grab this guy who knows our system. And I think he's going to be a serviceable third stringer or a camp arm.
0: He genuinely so. is just an emergency only, you know, yeah. break
1: glass type plan. So. He also might have a very good relationship with Justin Fields.
0: That is fine. Uh,
1: and, you know, and the, the crew themselves, because, you know, sometimes the third string quarterback is really just like a researcher. It's a guy that helps the first stringer pick up defenses and study. And he might be a good locker room person. Um, so there might be other other circumstances why Peterman you know is on the roster again but uh, you know good for him good, um, good,
0: good for Nate Peterman he, he's, yeah. he's surviving The can can never be out of the league for some reason I mean
1: that's that's yeah. something said there right I mean he you kind of make a good name for yourself and keep keep working
0: you going. and the other piece of news uh, which David Kaplan uh I guess kind of broke but it's not been confirmed yet is that uh the Bears uh will be Sprockensy Deutsch going to play the Chiefs in Germany this year. Um I know you and I briefly talked about this obviously not on the pod but we said hey you have this deal with the Bears with Spain and England if you're going to send them overseas that would be the most likely case but the Chiefs obviously have uh Germany as their European market and Justin Fields versus Patrick Mahomes obviously is a draw. Uh, I kind of like this idea because going to Kansas city does not sound like a winnable game, right? For us. Yeah. I don't care how, you know, extra up this roster gets between now and that game, but Bears fans travel, man. Germany might end up being a more of a bears crowd. Uh, certainly better than Arrowhead would be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know. I think the Bears have a traditionally pretty strong Europe following ever since, like, you know, even in the 80s and in the refrigerator and Walter Payton and all their characters. um, The NFL is just, I think, is picking up steam in Europe. It'll be very interesting to see how multiple European games or out-of-country games pick up steam and the more we have them. You know, there's been rumors about maybe a Europe division um, coming into the NFL, you know that that just all sounds crazy to me for travel. I mean, this is I don't know uh, to be determined, but I agree with you. I think the Bears uh, have a better chance of winning in Germany than an Arrowhead for sure. Uh, I don't know the percentage is going up by much because I think it's still Kansas City and yeah. it's still Patrick Mahomes, and but I agree. I think that the schedulers were like hey let's put these let's put you know Justin Fields on the same field with Kansas City uh put him in a kind of like a you know a, a primetime game more or less uh it's that's kind of exciting it means the bears are getting some notoriety which
0: is good yeah i mean it's it's good for good for the bears to to be there and you know the early morning games you know i feel bad for the west coast folks who our Bears fans, I know, especially out like in Arizona, where there's a bunch of Chicago transplants. I yeah. think the Germany game would end up being on at like 5 a.m. for them, so that would suck. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it I mean, I it'd think. be,
1: I mean, it'd be great if like you know if Justin Fields balls out and kind of shows off. And I mean, I think last year I proved he could be a, a draw nationally. He's a very exciting player. So let's see, it how it, let's, let's, let's see how it goes this year, man. We'll, you know, it'll be, it'll be. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be a fun game.
0: Yeah, and it gives the the NFL a way to give Chicago a nationally broadcasted game without it being a primetime game, right? Right. Um, and because the Bears, when they're on national TV, do uh, you know get the uh, viewership numbers up, right? So it's kind of you and I know no matter how bad this team has been, they always tend to get at least two primetime games. There's always one in Green Bay or against the Packers. It never fails. We will always play the Packers at least once in prime time. Yeah, um, and yeah, they always they love
1: the rivalry. Yeah,
0: oh. this year maybe not so much now with with Rogers, uh potentially departing, going yeah. to the Jets. At least all signs show that, and I think that that move gets done before the draft. But in any case, uh, it doesn't matter what the schedule is going to look like if we can't even field the roster. And right now, I would say the draft is where Ryan Poles is looking to. Uh, finish out his roster building for this year. So, uh, you know, last episode, we we went through the free agents and how they impacted the team. So now as we kind of pivot to the draft, it's what else do we need? What positions would you say that are absolute musts that we have to walk away with in this draft in order to just even kind of complete a, a, a respectable roster? right like right. There are obviously some holes in here where we just go i have no idea who's playing that position
1: yeah so i think if you look back or there's a couple things one is if you look back a few years the teams that have been really strong that have you know played very consistent football they have very strong upfront personnel defensive line offensive line it's no like secret that having these two strong entities, you know, two strong lines lead to success. It's just plain and simple. Uh, considering that Ebra defense, defense, uh, they really need to have strong defensive line play in order for their linebackers to play well. Uh, and to be honest, I love the fact that Justin Fields was very dynamic last year, but that's because he was literally running for his life and had to do those things. So, Is that sustainable? Probably not. Um, So they're going to need to protect him. And we'll never know if Justin Fields just can he actually throw the ball, but how can you test it if he's running for his life, which is what he was. Now, doesn't mean that you have to have all pros on every single position in the offensive line because Cincinnati has kind of shown, like if you have a serviceable offensive line and some weapons and a good quarterback, you can go to the Super Bowl right it doesn't mean you're gonna win it because your offensive line at some point uh shows the weakness of it and you know and joe burrow gets crushed in the super bowl but it just goes to show you that in order to have initial success you don't maybe don't have to have pro bowlers across all the offensive line but right now i would say we don't even have a pro bowler uh, in the offensive line or defensive line so we need to start getting some talent there for sure that's that's like a must we must find talent uh, somewhere along the offense and defensive line, um, we have to get hopefully one stud in either in either place. Yeah, so. and
0: it's it's both sides of the ball, right? Like it it's not even just a hey, you have gaping holes in your, you know, pass protection, or you have gaping holes in your pass rushing or run stopping. It is, you have holes everywhere. I don't think if so long as they play. A position on the line i don't think you can necessarily go wrong even if it's kind of loading up on some positions you may have some guys that you have you know tentatively penciled in as potential starters i think it's you're absolutely right it is it is time to go find some talent in those two position groups because if you look at the bears while while i believe they are improved over how they finished last year in terms of roster composition to me, the two biggest weaknesses by far are the O-line and the D-line. And you know historically, next to quarterback, teams that have proven successful in the NFL, especially recently, it's superstar quarterback one, solid offensive line or solid defensive line tends to be two. They're very strong in the trenches. And then it's playmakers. You're starting to see a little bit of a switch to where like the playmakers are mattering more, but consistently uh you know you win controlling the line of scrimmage and i think most you know football aficionados would would still agree that that is where you have to win and right now the bears just don't have the the talent to do that um there are some other positions which i think you know would be kind of nice to have some upgrades in uh to me corner specifically right um you've got jalen johnson who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season Um, so you you've got a potential re-sign situation there. Um, you know, there's definitely uh some question marks as to who's gonna play opposite um, you know, there or in the nickel. Um you've also got, you know, two wide receivers with Mooney and Claypool who are gonna be free agents at the end of the season. Do you add another wide receiver somewhere, even if it's like a mid to late round pick? you know, or is this the, let's see what Velas can do. And then, you know, tight end, uh, both Cole commit and Tunyon who you brought in this year are going to be free agents at the end of the season. So there, to me, there's some nice to have depth pieces there. I'm not going to cry if we walk away from the draft without one, but I think outside of, you know, linemen, that's probably your, your next grouping, I would say like the tier two needs. And then maybe like, there's a long shot on like a running back or a safety in the late rounds, but I, you know, that's a, I'll take it or leave it. I don't have any real strong feelings one way or the other. Oh, okay. We drafted a six round safety. Great. You know, well, yeah. So we take you, care of the offensive line. Do we have a pass rusher? Yes.
1: Right. So Ooh. I kind of look, I kind of look at it as a couple things. One, you, you, we don't know how what's – again, we're kind of still figuring out Ryan Poles' tendency. So, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit in the later, but when we start going into the, the draft itself and kind of doing some early projections. But we kind of have this, what would we do based on, you know, what we've seen in the past across other teams and the Bears versus what polls kind of likes to do. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if polls is like, I don't need – let's say that he's got his board – And uh, he's looking at his. He's got his draft board. He's got his players ranked, and you know he's in the third round. And he's got a safety as the best rated player on the board, you know, or a running back, because he says, you know what, I'm just gonna grab talent, and we're gonna see what happens. Versus, it'd be nice to maybe get another offensive lineman. So we we don't we don't don't know what this this will be a very since he has more picks in this draft, I think than last year, and he's got. Some more higher picks. I feel we're going to kind of get an idea of what's going to happen. You can kind of think about it like last year. We probably didn't. We needed. We needed so much last year, but he drafted two defensive backs right away. Right. And I don't think people are thinking. Let's. The first thing we need to do is draft two defensive backs in last year's draft. But turns out that they're both really good. So yeah, we played we out well there. And, and, I honestly think though, Michael, to be perfect, he's going to go and and address with the majority of his early picks the lineman. Unless he sees maybe a tight end sitting there that's too hard to pass up or there's like if there is a player that has so much value even though it's not in a real position of need, I think are going to is going to pull the trigger. We could talk about that when we talk about nine.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's – and in free agency, I think that's kind of where polls lean to, right, in yeah. terms of let's just get the best available football player. And for, for value. For I, value. I think,
1: I think he's all about value. So, I mean, if he has a player that's – like he has like an early second-round grade and that player is still there in the fourth round, that might outweigh the fact that maybe not a position of need.
0: Yeah, he may have a guy, you know, really high on his board that fell and goes, I don't care if it's, you know, the fact that they're a receiver. or (laughs) It might be another safety,
1: like literally like, oh, my God, we just drafted another. But, you know, Eddie Jackson might not be with the team, and he's coming off a Liz Frank injury. Yep. Um, So we realistically, as Bear fans, I don't know if we can be too critical and choosy because we just really need – Better talent, and then let 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 that help our team. Ultimately, you just want playmakers and talent across the board and improve, and then we'll go from there. And I think we, we know it's not we're not Super Bowl this year, right? So let's just build more depth, get better players, and progress. But obviously, the most important factor is we've got to keep Justin. If we're all in on Justin Fields and we're not drafting a quarterback and resetting that clock, then we got to get him as much help as possible, which means don't please make him run for his life.
0: Yeah, and, and I think this season is where you have to come out of the end of the season knowing Justin Fields is the guy or Justin Fields is not the guy. And well, you've you got have, you've got two
1: first-round draft picks next year to right, basically so use to, to make draft a move.
0: Yeah, if yeah. you need to make a move, they've got the ammunition to do it next year. But what I think they don't want to do is to give any excuses as to why Justin Fields – you know, if, if Justin Fields falters and regresses, wh- well, you know, we didn't really address the offensive line. So if he gets a better, you you want to eliminate all of those variables and just go
1: as, as best you can. Listen, it doesn't matter if you, I, ultimately, it doesn't matter what young guy you stick back there.
0: Right.
1: If he's running for his life, they will not succeed. Correct. It's just that's how it goes. So yep. it doesn't matter if we say Justin Fields is not the guy, he has excuses. If, if we'd have not solidified protection and allowed, our, allowed him to actually progress and show what he can do, it doesn't matter who you stick back there. So this is why I think, you know, Poles is going to take a look at. He has to strongly consider upgrading that position. We just don't know if he thinks, like, we have these tools on our roster. We just didn't put them in the right places. We need, you know, how many guys he feels like he needs to add. Because he we have to understand, like, in free agency and the draft, we had like six offensive linemen last year, or something ridiculous. It's a lot. Right? Yeah. We, had like, we had like two. We had we had like three free agents, and we drafted three or four guys. So it it's one of those things where you just keep throwing darts at the board until you get this thing right. But he might think we have enough talent there. I don't know. We're gonna. We're, this will be very telling. This is why I'm glad we're having these conversations. Yeah. Essentially, so
0: so. You know, you make the trade for the to get out of number one, and yep. we're currently sitting at pick number nine. Yep. Right, there are eight teams in front of us, including a divisional rival, that need to go first. Right, and potentially uh, there's some chance that one of those teams may be moving out. Right, there's some a lot of strong rumors picking up that the titans are completely head over heels for anthony richardson and they are potentially talking to the cardinals uh to move up to three should anthony richardson be there at three so uh that is vegas has now put anthony richardson uh as tennessee being the favorite to acquire him Uh, i do not believe that he will fall to 11 i think after his pro day and the combine his physical skills are just so off the charts that someone is going to roll the dice early. Um, even though he's a bit let's let's just go through it. So let's I think Stride I mean, Carolina is looking more and more like a lock at one, right? I think well yeah, go, I
1: honestly I think a look and, at it as like what let's just let's just cut to the chase. The draft is going on, and the bears are on the clock. All right. So let's make the assumption that three quarterbacks have gone. Let's say that Stroud, Richardson, and Bryce Young are all gone.
0: Okay.
1: Right? We're going to assume that uh, Will Anderson is gone. Yep. So that's four players, right? Uh off the board. Uh let's also assume at this point this is where it starts to get murky. I would say that those are like four definite players before the Bears draft are gonna go now we're looking at i don't know if levitts is gonna go or another qb will go i don't know if jalen carter is gonna be there uh i don't know what offensive lineman might be there or might be gone um i'm assuming like one of the other miles murphy or tyrese tyree uh, wilson Wilson, what i'm assuming let's say one of those two will be gone as well if not Mm -hmm. both
0: you might have some all the defensive ends gone The the most likely scenario for the Bears, right, is you is, is, it's and it's assuming a lot, but the most likely scenario is at pick nine, you will have your choice of offensive lineman. You are you will take you will have the ability to take the best offensive lineman available.
1: So let's this is the game, right? We're gonna play this this, this or this, right? Or like if you watch Legal Legends, they say this or that. But essentially, here you go. You have your choice of any of the top linemen, right? So let's say Skronsky, uh, the guy from Georgia. Um, I forgot his name right now. Robert
0: Jones, Paris Johnson, and then, and Ohio Paris State. John Easter, right. Those are the consensus
1: top three. All right. Jalen Carter is also sitting there.
0: I, if the if Jalen Carter's there, I know the Bears are brought him in for a visit and are doing all their due diligence and the results of those, based on the information I have now, right? And this is kind of the what the game we said that we were going to play today, a little bit of what is Ryan Poles or what do we think Ryan Poles is going to do versus what would we do, right? Um, I don't think. Based on the information that we've have now, right, and the bears and the certainly probably have a lot more than we do as it relates to Jalen Carter's, uh, you know, legal issues and his off the field stuff and, and how he is as a teammate and a person, et cetera, et cetera, right? They've, you know, they've had much more close contact than even the press or the media has, so they're going to be more informed. I think. One, I highly doubt that he's even there at nine, but we're assuming that he is, right? Um, And then do you take him? For me, I don't. I I just think it's one of those situations where the Bears absolutely have to get someone dependable, right? You're just not in a position to be able to go, sure, I can roll the dice, right? Because if he's not good. Or if he comes out with, you know, he's got off the field stuff or whatever, then you just go, well, we've got to now address this again next season or two seasons down the road. And I just don't think they want that kind of question mark. I think right now when you're looking at kind of how Ibra and Poles have built this team so far, that's very much a, they want guys who they feel like they can just plug in and they know exactly what they're going to get versus having a lot of variables so i don't think they'll take carter um if they're going to stay at nine now you got to start asking yourself you've got the any offensive lineman you want right and let's say it's you know one of this skaronsky johnson or or drones do you also now have to talk about well we can also get any of the receivers we want. Hell, we could take Bijan if we really wanted to at this at nine. My thought is this, right? And and everything we're seeing about these offensive linemen are we think they're going to be, they can play right tackle. We think maybe they can play left tackle. Skaronsky, some people are projected to go as, as his best play is to be inside as, as a guard. It's a lot of we think, we think, we think, right? It's always this kind of like, oh, yeah, they've got all the tools to do it. And they should. The Bears are not in a position where I think should is an acceptable answer. To me, it is a you need a guy who you know you can plug in at day one. Pick nine. If you're picking an offensive lineman in the top 10, it should be a plug and play day one starter. And I don't know if these guys are really it. Right. So. To me, it's going all right. So now you've got that. So who's who else is out there, right? Um, you probably have one of the corners available, either Gonzalez from Oregon or Witherspoon from Illinois. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, I know, has been kind of forecasted to the Bears a lot. I just, I'm not big on Van Ness. Um, I, I just don't. I know it's, you're. You're
1: overthinking all this, dude. Yeah. You're, you're, you're overthinking it all. You just got to look at it as, are, we just talked about it, Bears offensive line, defensive line, must needs. Are we looking at what polls is going to draft best player available or is he going to draft position of need? So if you're looking at best player available, then you're saying that these other players are above the offensive lineman on his board. Right? And now he now he has this question, Tyree Wilson might be sitting there. Jalen Carter might be sitting there. I've got all the best offensive linemen sitting there. I've even got uh, Enigma from Ohio State sitting there. Let's just assume that's the scenario. All those players are sitting there at nine, right? So now you have to make the decision: what's more important to you—the player on my board—or do I need to—or de- do I need a position of need? Now, in this case, you have maybe a double dip there. You have maybe two defensive linemen that you have rated better or higher than your offensive lineman on the board. And those are positions of need. So I think honestly, if Jalen Carter's sitting there, it's going to be really hard for the bears not to take him. Oh, Even I, though I, I, all the stuff that he just said about all the character and the locker room and all that stuff. It, look, the way I look at it is if the bears start talking like that. That's why people passed on Randy Moss.
0: I'll tell yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, so let's let's just let's just yes, th- yes, he maybe doesn't have the right attitude. Yes, he should have been in shape at his pro day. All right, he should have showed out a little better. It's all he had to do. You know, Shannon Sharp has a whole thing on um, undisputed about this. You know, and he makes very good points. The bottom line is, you're you're gonna you're still gonna have to grab a rookie. You're gonna put him in the strength and conditioning room. You're gonna put coaching around him, and that's the reason why if really comes down to it is the Bears got into a room with him showed him the facility got into his head about dedication and asked him the direct question is why did you show uh, up to your pro day um, under you know overweight and out of shape and you know asking these things and if they gave him answers if he gave him answers they want to hear that's why you have those interviews but I the, agree. Talent, the talent is undeniable so Again, there's a lot of people who said, Man, we should have really said, Whew, Randy Moss has got some character concerns, and there's been other people like this in the draft. And they passed
0: up on a Hall of Famer. So Yeah, Moss, uh, Laramie Tunsil was a recent one, right? So you know, I'm just gas I'm just
1: saying, Like, if the if I think the offensive lineman is a safe play. Yeah. Uh it, if you grab an offensive lineman, play. everybody's gonna say with a little golf clap, bravo, bravo, great job. This is what the Bears needed. But it really comes down to it is what do we think Poles has these offensive line rated overall on his board as far as if they have Paris Paris Jr. as like a top 10 talent, and literally he's got a choice between on his board number eight and number seven on his board, he might take the offensive lineman. So this is why it's awesome. So we're going to, so let's do this. Here's the scenario. The scenario is you've got just those players I've outlined. So basically we're talking the best receiver, some of the best line defensive linemen still on the board. You've got all three offensive linemen and you've got the best running back at number nine. Okay. So you're going to tell
0: me what are you drafting? What is polls drafting? If Tyree Wilson is there at nine, I am already I already have the Tyree Wilson card filled out before the draft starts. My to me, in terms of the Bears, Will Anderson was the number one guy I wanted the Bears to get the entire offseason. To me, that is a position of need. That is also a an impactful player. I obviously do not believe Will Anderson will be there. There is A chance and as you put if Tyree Wilson is there that's where i'm going, I think Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter on tape talent wise. Are about the same impact and you have a lot less questions in terms of the off the field stuff so i'm going Tyree Wilson uh, if he's there. If Tyree Wilson is not there i'm taking the offensive lineman I would take Skoransky because he's the most versatile guy right. You know, you can kind of move him around as you need. And as you're building the line, you're not quite sure who's going to be where. He can play tackle. He can play guard. I think in a pinch, he might even be able to play center, right? To me, Skaronsky would be the guy. He's also the local kid, right? You know, he went mm-hmm. to Northwestern. He, you know, he went to Maine South, like Skaronsky would be my offensive line pick. But if you're saying Tyree Wilson is there, I'm taking Tyree Wilson. What is Polls going to do? That's what, what is, you're going to do. What is Polls going to do? Yep. Poles is going to trade back. That's what Poles is going to do. He's going to go, okay. I got five or six guys. I'd be happy with any of them. I don't mind moving down three, four, five picks. I think to 16 with Washington makes a lot of sense, especially if one of the quarterbacks is still on the board, to maybe add an extra second rounder. I, that's what I think polls is going to do is polls is looking to trade out of nine to go back into that early teens. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, so I'll, I'll take a crack at it. Uh, I think it's all, I, I don't know what is smokescreen about. I mean, obviously people think about Jalen Carter. I think you draft if Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter's there, I think he draft Jalen Carter again. I've seen enough damage what this guy can do internal or inside of the defensive line position that he just reminds me of now, Aaron Donald might have a, you know, might be a bad comparison or unfair comparison, but he kind of reminds me of that type of disruption and talent that Aaron Donald could have. And I know we've talked about it in the past between our own conversations. Like we literally missed on Aaron Donald by a pick when he came out. So I think he was picked right before we were going There's to draft before. Yeah. Yeah. So I just say, let's not pass on a potential Aaron Donald and you just hope you got the answers when you brought him in that you got what you needed to hear. If they drafted, if, if he's not there and Tyree Wilson is there, I'm still drafting a defensive lineman of impact. Cause again, I agree with you. I think, um, the offensive linemen don't seem all that dominant or impressive. They're, don't get me wrong, good football players. And if we drafted one, I can see, you know, that's again the golf clap. Exactly what we need to do is protect Justin Fields. We'll just spend the pick on something that is really absolutely the most, one of the most important things. But we were the last team in the league for sacks and quarterback pressures. Um, and it showed because we gave up so many points. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, what else also helps Justin Fields uh, is giving him the ball more, uh, it giving him more cracks at uh, scoring points for us. Yeah. So,
0: any any additional, you know, seconds s- back there, also, yeah, you lot. know,
1: so we, you know, it, it's and we also, you know, we've we addressed it in free agency, so we've got defensive line in, in free agency and offensive line in free agency, so we, we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but anyways, what do I think? That's what I would do. I, if it's Jalen Carter sitting there and you have all the offensive linemen in Enigma, uh, I'm, I personally would say, let's just take, take a slight gamble on Jalen Carter. Um, if I got the answers I needed, if I didn't get the answer I needed and like, you know, Miles Murphy or Tyree Wilson are sitting there, let's go get him. Do I think polls is going to trade back or take a pick? I think it's really 50, 50. I mean, I really do. I don't want him to do it, but I can see potentially him doing it. If I think if polls is going to pick at nine, I do think he's going to take an offensive lineman. And I do think he'll probably take Paris Johnson. I think he'll take the big, I mean, I would agree with you. I hope he would take Skronsky, but I think he's going to take a guy that he probably can slide at right tackle. And he's just a monster.
0: Um,
1: I think that, um, the guy from Georgia is a bit of a project as far as development. I think he's got like really good tools, but I think Paris Johnson is just got in my mind a slighter edge. But Skronsky is rated, according to you know NFL.com's uh, tracker, as a better prospect than both those two guys. But I think that, I mean, when you just put a big, big boy there, uh, out there on the right side, it's just going to help. So, I think that's just my call. I could be completely wrong, and it could he could trade back.
0: So yeah, and and the way that tackles tend to work in the NFL is you you know your your left tackle offensively tends to be dealing more with speed rush type guys, right? You know because your quarterback's blindside. Yeah. Right where your right tackle tends to be dealing more with like the bulldozer bull rush. That's the,
1: the problem, Michael. Is that those those constructs don't hold up anymore because they just basically take the, they put the, the they put the defensive ends and they line them up on either side.
0: Yeah, they'll so basically double. attack
1: your weak tackle. So you're going to need a guy. You're going to need both tackles are going. Everybody needs to pass to protect well in the NFL now, and your right and left tackles. Granted, there is potentially an athleticism uh, difference between the two, but I think those are those margins are starting to slowly close. I think right. Your, your right tackle has, to, otherwise they're just going to line up their best pass rusher on your right tackle and they're just going to keep beating you there. And so essentially at some point, you know, you know, you hear NFL analysts and pundits talk about this, you know, you can chip the edge rusher. This is why, again, I'm going to make a case for Jalen Carter. You can chip an edge rusher. You can put a tight end on top of them. You can try to slow them down if you have a weak, right tackle and pass rush, and you've got a good strong tackle. It, the interior is really hard to defeat that. That's why yeah. having somebody who's so disruptive internally or inside really messes with your offensive
0: scheme. Oh, so it, interior pressure is the quarterback's nightmare. Well, not only that, but it's
1: disruptive in the run game. right? Yeah. So that's the thing is you're not talking about just about quarterback sacks, you're talking about penetration. And if you look at a lot of the highlights for Carter, it's he's disrupting the run game. Yeah, tremendously. Just, just not make, just putting quarterback hits, but the runners have nowhere to go because he's just there all the time. He's just beating yeah. everybody.
0: And, so. and if you can force double teams, it's just going to take blockers. Yeah, so we, you know, like, again, very high space linebacking core, you just spend a lot of I money. I mean,
1: uh, see Aaron Donald, right? He essentially, his the capabilities of what that player can do, not saying that Jalen Carter's Aaron Donald, but if you have somebody who's disruptive like that, my gosh, it's just going to make um, yeah, Bears, and
0: and you know, but, as as Bears fans, we can relate to, you know, the the Super Bowl run in 06 when Tommy Harris was playing versus when Tommy Harris was not playing,
1: right? Yep. No I mean, when different. he's healthy,
0: uh, yeah, if you listen to all the interviews of all yeah.
1: the old, you know, 06 or the o oh, the OO oh, oh Bears, yeah. they praise Tommy Harris as like being, you know,
0: the lynchpin. Not the get,
1: not getting enough credit yeah. of how good he really was when he was healthy. Yeah. But definitely. anyways, That's my predictions as far as what I think will happen at nine. Um,
0: So the next pick then would be 53. So just to summarize real quick, we're saying if Tyree Wilson is on the board, we both agree, assuming Jalen Carter is not there and Will Anderson is not there. You take Tyree Wilson and you get the pass rusher. Yes. If, the three defensive linemen are not there. Carter, Wilson, and Anderson. We're saying that O line is the next place to go. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I, I can agree with that. The Carter one, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reluctantly be say it's too much talent to pass on. I I, I see your point and I, and I agree with you. And it's kind of what I was talking about earlier. The O linemen I just don't have enough. Like It's not like a Penny Sewell when he was drafted by Detroit. You're like, yeah, this guy's really good. You're never going to have to worry about that.
1: It's not a or, – Or Rashawn Slater. There's a bunch of guys – I mean, actually, this is a making case for Skronsky. There's some Northwestern kids yeah, uh, that have come out with Penny Sewell. I know it came from USC, but I get what you're saying. You yeah. have like there. – there is no Joe Thomas. There is no you – know, Dominant force
0: there, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a bunch of guys no, who are – there's a lot of good, not great.
1: Yeah, yeah. and But – I mean, you know, that's what the, the Bears right now don't even have good.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. I'll, I mean, I'll pick good.
1: I do. honestly think that any of those – so to your point, do I think if you draft any of those linemen at nine, are they starters on the first opening day? Most,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, 99% chance. And I won't – and again, like you said, we won't be upset. We'll do the little golf clap. Okay, I see what you did, right? Right. So let's yeah. assume that they take an offensive lineman at pick nine, right? Yeah. Let's, I, and any of the three tackles. Even if,
1: they, even if, let's say they draft, let's say they trade back, and they assume they're going to, they still take one of the offensive linemen at sixteen or something. Yeah, I'm going right? to say
0: seventy-five percent chance our first round pick this year will be an offensive lineman. I'm say seventy-five percent chance, yeah. right? Now, if you trade back into like the twenties, then it's a complete crapshoot, right? Like. Because at that point you're going, who's the best? Well, then player that's that's
1: you predicting what the draft is going to shake out like, and figure out who's left on the board, and there's there's so many variables that you're like, I don't know, like yeah. I mean that's just me guessing at this point, throwing a dart in the board and saying, yeah, that's just sure this mind. player
0: sounds good, like yeah, now give give me give me the offensive lineman in round one, right? So now let's say we don't make any deals out. We have added no additional second rounders. We took up, uh, you know, one of the tackles at nine. Okay. Now we come back to pick 53, right? Yeah. He goes, okay, you've addressed one major need, right? You took your tackle. Yep. Do you go to the well again at 53 and just go, give me another all lineman, right? Because at that point, the, the defensive linemen are a little thin-ish. You're starting to look at maybe, like, if Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame falls. There's a the guy uh, from
1: Michigan. I forgot his name. He's really um, – there's a guy from Northwestern, actually. He's when it was at the Combine. really. Yeah, showed up.
0: so there's a couple of names. And so Adawama Adebore from Northwestern, Combine yeah. numbers have been yeah. absolutely off the charts, right? Yeah um he is now i've seen mocks where he is a late first rounder now right yeah which to me i think is a little rich for my blood on him yeah but the little bit of northwestern tape that i've watched actually to watch skaronski when i was watching the defense play one thing i did notice is that teams just queued up on him and said we have to stop that guy because northwestern's defense was so bad that he was the only one that could impact the game. So he was getting doubles and triples a lot. So maybe there is something there, but I just haven't seen production numbers um, from him to say, Hey, that's the
1: guy. Um, Uh, Okay. Michael, let's, let's qualify second round. Yeah. Right. Second round is you want to get some quality college starters. And if you can, you want to catch a guy that's fallen. Yeah, it's a catch. You want to catch a kid. You want to catch a guy that's fallen um, or pick up some quality starters like so for instance, let's look at our last year's picks Gordon and Brisker, right? Both considered high quality starters, but they weren't considered potentially blue chip players. Otherwise, they would have went in the first round most likely.
0: Yeah, they had right? first round potential, but they didn't get there,
1: but they didn't get there. So this is the stuff that polls is going to try to start to pick at on round two. I think we start getting around to he's going to start looking at what his board says. This is me thinking what polls is going to do. I think polls is going to start to say, okay, who's slipping. I think he's going to go value. Even if it's at a position, maybe we don't need. If he sees like Kincaid as a tight end slipping and he falls at 53, we might not really need a tight end. But because he's so he's got so much value there, you might just grab him like yeah, that guy's who, who did he
0: have a first round grade on that is still yeah, there? Yeah,
1: yeah. He yeah. might he might have that. Now it might be like this crazy multiplier where this position gets a point two multiplier of my, you know, my rating because it's a position of need and that outrates the whatever. Like who knows how they do this stuff, right? Yeah. But,
0: the, the formula.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, I so for me, if I'm poles. I'm going right back and drafting defensive linemen or offensive linemen. I'm taking whatever whatever's the best one off my board and going, okay, this is uh, the best offensive lineman I have. This is the best defensive lineman. I compare the two and I say, okay, the def- the offensive lineman is rated higher than the defensive lineman. I'm taking that. Like I'm, I am drafting in the second round as much line help uh, as I can get. And then in the third round, I'll start looking otherwise. I think he's going to go for value though. And the right, if we've got if another that, thing to you know, think about. You're drafting all these guys in the first and second round of the same position groups. You can't afford them all to resign them.
0: Well, Which yeah, your, you're,
1: right. You're your hope is I don't have to resign them all. Again. They're not all going to be awesome, or I'm going to miss maybe on a few. So you're basically trying to take your darts and throwing it at a position group and saying, you know, I'm not. I don't have to resign them all because they're probably all not going to be good. I'm right. just hoping to get maybe one or two uh, starters cutters. exactly out of here.
0: Yeah. Now, to me at 53, you've got this is when I think the pass rushers start to thin out a little bit, like the defensive linemen start to thin out a little bit. I can say, you know, there there's some gambles here. The what I think is going to happen at pick 53. This smells linebacker to me. To be this smells linebacker to me too, but we have like Jack Campbell from Iowa to me sits here, right? To me, I think there's three options, right? If, like you said, if if someone like a BJ Ojolari from LSU, who I think is, you know, late first, early second, a Mozzie Smith from Michigan, you know, one of those defensive linemen who pulls puts a first round grade on falls. If you took an offensive lineman in the first round, you're probably going defense in the second round early, right? If they're there. Assuming one of them's going to be there, I think that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. In the magical scenario where they're not there, to me, the sneaky pick here is someone like Darnell Washington from Georgia, the tight end from Georgia, who is a absolute physical freak. Yeah. He, right. it gives, Polls another weapon, right? You've got Two more picks coming on the heels of pick 53. This is that one pick where you can go, I have Darnell Washington rated as a late first-round grade. Yeah, he's in a position that you don't need, but he's still there. And three – there's actually three centers still on the board. There's a couple defensive linemen still on the board. I can get one of those guys at 61 or 64. Darnell Washington's not going to be there.
1: Yeah, you have this cluster of picks now coming up in second and third, early or third round for sure. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah.
1: before we close out here, going to throw a curveball at you. Okay. You have this cluster of picks. Do you use any of them to climb up into the second round to grab a guy?
0: I I think there's a possibility of moving I into the second round if you take you know, let's say pick 53. You have like a couple of fourth rounders. Like
1: you have some draft capital. The
0: Bears have 10 picks, right? Assuming you trade, what I think the most likely scenario of polls doing is a trade back from nine to add another second rounder. Let's say it's Washington's pick 47, right? So now you're 47, 53, 61, 64. I have a feeling that 47 or 53 gets bundled up to go into like that 33 34 which if you don't make the chase claypool trade guess what you're picking at 32 but we don't have that pick pittsburgh's got that pick right now so um i yes do i i think it's a trade back in the first round trade up in the second combination right so you're i
1: i think that would be silly I think you 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 get a blue chip player at nine. You don't. I wouldn't. Whatever I'm trading back to get draft capital, I'm not going to sacrifice it right away unless a player that you absolutely know is a just he like this player has fallen. He's like my fourth best player on my board type of scenario. I, I, yeah. Otherwise, we didn't. I could see them bumping up. And like spending their current draft capital to go maybe a couple picks higher, like ten picks higher, to get somebody at let's say forty-three instead of fifty-three. But they have a the best part about this draft is what we haven't seen in a while is the Bears have a ton of flexibility to either stay pat, just make a lot of picks. Um, you know, at this point, like you're drafting three players of relatively same value right away. So the question becomes, do you really need to take three players all around the same value versus do I need three of those players or can I just use one of those players and I sacrifice two to get up a, go higher and then grab a pick that's, it has an extreme value, right? So this is the things that I think they're going to, again, we're kind of learning what Pulse's tendencies are going to be. We just don't know. And that to me is one of the most things I'm going to be keying on in this draft is what is, how does Poles think? Like, how does he draft? How does he do things? Um, which will help us later, hopefully in the next few years, be able to predict what he does. Cause I think right now it's a little unpredictable.
0: Yeah. And, and it could be a matter of, you know, if he trades out of nine to just acquire as many picks as possible, we saw that last year, right? Just throw as many darts as you can. And hopefully you get a couple winners in there. Right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, I, I we're going to see, I think, uh, you know, obviously more news is going to come out uh, the next few weeks about, you know, where, where Rogers is going to go. Where does Lamar Jackson go? Cause if he goes anywhere in the top, the teams in the top eight before us, this changes all what could be at nine. Right. Yeah. There's uh,
0: still a lot of variables out there. There's still some
1: variables. Uh, all the pro days are done and all that's done, but you know, the NFL is the NFL. So I think, for our next uh podcast we were talking about let's 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 dive into these later rounds right for the bears and see if we can find some players or some things we kind of make some predictions where are the value is grab yeah and then we'll just kind of march our way along till we get to uh actual draft i mean it's, this is this is really exciting time because this essentially is like March Madness uh, for NFL, like you're basically doing all like, all right, you know, the mock draft season. Essentially, this is what this is now.
0: It really is, and the funny thing about it is, right now, there are very few wrong answers because the Bears are so in need of so many different position groups.
1: Yeah, I would agree. If we, if I could close this out and saying, if the Bears took, you know, and Jigba from Ohio State at nine, I would go, okay, like, I mean. I heard the case. Um, I forgot who I heard it from, but they're like, the Bengals didn't need to have Jamar Chase. They're like, you know, it'd be nice. What happened if you draft Jamar Chase and you put him back with Burrow?
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: that has paid off dividends. So you're looking at relatively the same scenario. You're looking at a very, I think a a very impactful player on the offensive side. I think can play a bunch of positions. And again, if you don't like Claypool, if you don't like Bellis Jones, you don't want to pay Darnell Mooney. You got DJ Moore, and you're going to have a jig. now, like I can see the bears adding weapons, especially of that caliber at nine and go, all right, well, we've got four picks around uh, in the sixties,
0: like 50 sixties. Let's go get some linemen. Yeah. Know? We'll do everything else in round two in the early round three. And it, the, this is the thing, right? We can do we can make an argument for just about every position at nine, save for quarterback. Yeah, right? and I would say
1: and for safety. Like safety I just don't
0: And probably yeah, I guess, linebacker. I don't there's no linebacker and there's there's no Pat Willis yeah, in the draft. That's in the, the problem is
1: that you have to look at what is actually talent worthy of picking at nine, and there's nothing there's from everyone's projections, there's nothing There's no linebacker. There's corners there. There's quarterbacks there. You can maybe make a case for running back. But essentially, you're looking at O-line, defensive line, quarterbacks,
0: the one wide receiver, right? There's probably two or three, but you can make cases for it. And then this kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier, right? You're picking in the top 10. You want an impact guy, right? Which is why the Jalen Carter conversation is so interesting because – it's a guy prior to, you know, all the legal stuff that came out. You're going, hey, we should trade back to four and get Carter or Anderson. And everybody would have been like, yes, that is a win, right? Now we're going, hey, we traded back to nine. We got DJ Moore on top of this. We can still get Jalen Carter. And we're going, oh, man, I don't know, right? And it's like it's the same player. It's just a matter of is his head on all right? Like, is it the environment?
1: Yeah, I think honestly, I think the court thing, you know, has kind of been settled. I think he went no contest and he got like, you know, community service hours and probation. I don't think he's going to be, I don't know if even the league can technically suspend him because he wasn't an NFL player when all that happened. But I think legally, I think he's probably going to be in the clear. He doesn't look like he's going to go into jail. No. Um, it really, the fact that he, the only thing he has to do is to be in shape for the combine and the pro day and at his pro day, he did not look like he was ready for that pro day, even though that's his pro day. Like he scripts all of those workouts like that is to showcase his ability. And he kind of struggled on his own scripted workout. I mean, there that's a red flag. I i won't deny it. But you can still put him in a strength conditioning, put him through all the paces. The question becomes work, work ethic, right? Yeah. If, Aaron Donald is, is Scott talent, but his work ethic is undeniable. You don't want to draft a guy at nine and saying your talent is great, but your work ethic sucks. So it's it's a matter
0: of, can you get Jalen Carter to buy in to Eber hits principle? Well, I mean, you just got to ask the guy directly. And so we, we, and this is the reason
1: why you brought him in, right? You don't, if you have a chance to talk to a guy and ask those questions directly and he says, I made a mistake. I'm gonna get in better shape. This is the place I really love to be. You know, he gets enamored with the system, with the coaches, and you gotta just judge character. That's just you gotta no matter what, all these guys are gonna be a part like everybody's on tape, but the person is what you're gonna have to also draft. And so you're gonna have to hopefully draft character. I like I said, pulse is said enough to say. He might not draft Jalen Carter, right? Because he really cares about character and making sure he doesn't have to have troublemakers to work on. If he had some vets, you know, if he had Robert Quinn still in the building, maybe this is not much of an issue. But talent is talent, man, and that this kid has got talent. We'll see. All right.
0: So I got a bet for you to close this out. Okay. Here's the bet. It is an Italian beef sandwich bet here. Okay. Okay. The bet is this. By the way, this is a
1: serious bet. If people don't know, Michael and I, are we love our Italian beef, so this is a big deal.
0: This is a big deal, right? And I've got Portillo's down the street from me now. So uh, there's a legit Italian beef situation here. Um, An Italian beef that Jalen Carter – I say Jalen Carter will not be on the board at nine. I think he goes before then. uh, That is the bet.
1: Man, I'm not taking that bet.
0: You're not taking you think he's going too.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. I, I think the bet is hypothetically if, if he's J. there. Harden is at nine. Do the Bears take him or not take him? And the I will becomes, say
0: there's
1: there's there's two ways to do this bet. Not, I like this bet. I like this bet. Okay. The question becomes to me, what do you think they should do? versus what the bears are going to do correct which, which avenue do you want to take
0: i, I am i am saying if jalen carter is there at nine the i will i will bet one italian beef that the bears do not pick him
1: all right i will take that bet cuz i think if, if jalen carter is there at nine i think the bears
0: have a very good chance to take him all right so the bet is on what <laughs> the italian beef a go-go all right and on that note that is going to close out episode four of the chicago brothers bear show uh again we will be back soon uh over the next couple of weeks leading up to the draft looking at some positions where we think we can find some value uh there will be one mock draft episode to come out before the draft we want to get some more info in terms of where some of these quarterback carousels are going to stop. Where does Lamar end up? Where does Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets, et cetera, because that obviously can render a mock draft completely useless. And it tends to be you make one, some news comes out, you throw it all, that mock draft out, and then you make another one, right? I mean, we don't yeah. want to just kind of have to keep doing this. So we're going to do one uh right before the draft probably the monday or tuesday before the draft comes out we will do our mock uh, as we have all the info there's probably some more trades to come in there and so that way we can say this is as close as we can get uh and we'll go from there so until next time uh and andre i'm i'm gonna start menuing out my italian beef because it ain't happening buddy Yeah, we'll see.
1: Either way, I I think it's a win because we both are getting Italian beef. Just whose pocket's going to be lighter?
0: Exactly. Italian beefs are happening. It's just who's footing the bill. Yeah. All righty. We'll talk to you guys later. Take care, everyone. See you.